All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Better late than never. Welcome. It's Faye. Fucking Anton Lander. Fucking Anton Lander. Yes, sir. This is Ceases. Hello. Ceases. 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 Tyler Uremchuk is so fucking sexy. Let's go, baby. That's where we're going to turn on the music. Thank you, as always, to Surveyor Brett for coming up with this intro. Brett, what do you think? Is it time for a new one? Or maybe some additions in there? Some stuff that we've missed over the last little bit? Of course, Surveyor Brett, go check him out on all social platforms. He's the one that made that intro for me, and I'm very, very grateful for him. I just That's all i got to say. That's all I got to say. Welcome to Better Late Than Ever, episode 35, everybody. Brought to you by my friends at the audio department. They're fine folks. This is a recording studio, you see, and whether you're looking to record a mixtape, a diss track, an indie album, or become the next country star, the audio department has got all of the equipment and the space you need. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Want to learn more about it? Of course you do. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. I repeat, theaudiodepartment.ca. Head on down there. Record a podcast like this one. Like this one. Uh, lots to get to. Episode 35, we got some Oilers news. I'll just talk about some stuff in my life. We'll talk about some things that I like, some things that I don't like. I've got a righteous sack beating coming up for you for a little bit. I've got a lot of voicemails pertaining to this week's question. 
that I'm going to get to. I've got a lot of feedback on Twitter that I'm going to get to. But uh, first thing I want to acknowledge is I have got a page full of new bumpers for this podcast with the little clips, the little stingers, as they say, that I play between segments sometimes. Donkey Volley just loaded me up. I checked the voicemail today, as I do before I start every Wednesday, and I download all the files. And as I'm going through them, Donkey Volley, Donkey Volley, Donkey Volley, Donkey Volley, Donkey Volley, Donkey Volley. And he's just sending more and more and more and more of them in. And I'm intrigued to what we've got. Obviously, I'm not going to play all of these because he sent in about 15 or 20. But you know what I'm talking about. These things. Umar, this is a pirate. What you need to do is listen or barely the number with bagged milk. Umar. <laughs> like, how can you not like those, right? How can you not like them? Mm. You're listening to better late than never. I knew you had a little bit of taste. Good work. (laughs) See, it is good work. Shout out to Donkey Volley. I appreciate you very much, and I want more of you to join in on this kind of shenanigans. Make me bumpers. Make me those like and subscribe messages that Donkey Volley did, or do a different take entirely like uh, my friend Matthew here, who submitted a couple of clips that I enjoyed. (laughs) Gosh, Maxie. We're listening to Better Late Than Never. (laughs) Who doesn't like a goofy impression, right? Who doesn't like that? Come on, you're having a good time. Oh, boy! You're listening to Better Late Than Never! Uh, So I love that you guys incorporate yourselves in the show, because ultimately this podcast doesn't work without your feedback, without your messages, without your tweets, emails, all that stuff. And for that, I say thank you. And for that, I'm going to give you, all of the listeners, a round of applause. Let's go, baby. All right, getting down to business. A couple of things I want to mention before we get to some of the Oilers talk, before we get into the news. Last night, uh, the second time I got to go see the Edmonton Riverhawks down at Remax Field. What a, what a great time that is. If you haven't had a chance to go watch the Riverhawks play yet, first of all, the upgrades they've done to the stadium have been fantastic. The scoreboard looks great. The field, fuck me, is that field level, boy? Field looks great. I went down there. Uh, I was with my buddy and his kids last night. And after the game, they allow the kids to go out and run the bases if they want. So I went out and I ran the bases as you would. And I just, I thought they did a great job. They put on such a good show and I missed going to the ballpark. And I know we talked about it on Real Life a little while ago about what it's like to go down there and just how much fun it is and just the experience of sitting out in the sun. I got a beer bat. Check out my Instagram. Hi, my name is Bag Milk to see the beer bat. I got big timed by Tyler. He's like, hey, Bag Milk, I hear you're going to the game. I was like, yeah. He's like, you got two tickets in the box for me? I'm like, you betcha. I send him those tickets. When do I see Tyler? Not till the sixth inning. He comes down for two seconds, two and a half seconds even. And then he bounces. He leaves. He goes back to his crew of 1260 homies. Big time me. He big timed me. But outside of that, that rudeness... I thought we were friends, but I guess not. Uh, Outside of that, I just had a great time. So I'm going to thank the staff. I want to thank the players. We were interacting with the players. They were really kind to my uh, my friends' kids. Gave them some baseballs. Kids were obviously pumped on it. They're super. They're they're young kids, so super pumped on getting a baseball. Fun was had. Good times were had by all. And at the end of the day, ultimately, on a Tuesday night in Edmonton in July, there's no hockey. What else do you want to do? But go down and check out the river. Uh, check out the Edmonton Riverhawks. So I encourage you to do that if you get a chance. I had a great time. And I'm going to go again. And I'm going to have a great time again. I'm also looking forward to going to K-Days. I'm going to go on Saturday with the Misses, I think. 
we're going to check out some live music. I think Mariana's Trench is playing. First of all, I, I know who Mariana's Trench is. I couldn't name a single song. I know that my girlfriend, my missus, she was a big fan when she was in high school, so she's all excited about it. So we're going to go. We're going to watch some weird... Uh, I don't even know how you would classify that that band. Again, I don't know any of their songs. I know who they are, but I don't know any of their songs. We're going to watch a little live music. I'm going to play some games. I'm excited. I haven't been to K-Days in a few years now. Uh, like even before the pandemic. I don't even remember the last time I went to Klondike Days. Or I guess it's just K-Days now. I don't remember. So I'm excited about it. I was also excited about this past weekend. I went to Taste of Edmonton. And if you know me at all, you know how much I love different kinds of food. And that's the event that's basically built for me. I walk around, pocket full of tickets. Although I think they increased the price this year. Should I complain about it? Mm, nah, I had a good time. Walk around back at Churchill Square. Although I do, I will say I wish it was still at the ledge. I liked it better at the ledge. I thought the 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 the, the scene was better. But outside of that, I had a great time. Edmonton in the summer, there's a lot of good shit going on. So I encourage you, get on out there and do it. Because there's a lot of people that want you to, including, as always, my friends at the audio department. The question for this week, though, I imagine we're going to have some of this coming up in the voicemail later on. But the question I asked this week is, what household chores do you hate? And the reason I ask this is because I am 37 years old and there are still tasks around my house that I just, I hate, I hate doing so much. So I feel like I almost do them so badly that my mom's not going to ask me to do them again. The bad part about that is the unfortunate part of that plan is I live by myself. It's me and it's my dog, Frank. And Frank ain't saying shit about how we're living in here. My dude is happy no matter what. Although he's probably less happy right now because as I'm recording this podcast, it is 30 degrees in the city right now. It is scorching hot in my house. And I've got one of those old, um, I've got one of those old air conditioners that you wheel up to the window and you've got the hoses going out the window. So I've got that and it works decently well. It's an antique though, mind you. I got it from my friend Mark. Oddly, I went to the baseball game with him last night or coincidentally, I guess. He gave this to me. Works great. Sounds like a jet engine. It's super loud, but I love it. I, however, would say that I love you, the listeners, more because here I am recording a podcast while I'm sweating in my house. The air conditioner is not on because it is way too noisy and you would have heard it in the background. I tried. Believe me, I tested it. Before I started recording this podcast, I did about 30-second test audio just to see. I wonder how much they can actually hear that thing in the background. Turns out too much. Turns out too much. But back to the question of the week. I was saying, what chores do you hate? For me, I don't know why I hate this so much. Because I do it uh, every week or every other week. So that's kind of my rotation. Changing sheets. There's something about the fitted sheet I really dislike. And it's partly going into the laundry as well. How do you fold that fucking thing? You can't really. So I don't know what you guys do at your houses. But I basically just bundle it up into a ball and chuck it in the linen closet. So then when it times, comes time to actually change the sheets again, it's all tangled. It's a mess. Some, for some reason, I can never seem to get the pillows into the cases effectively and efficiently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a mess, man. I'm a mess. I also don't like doing dishes. I don't like doing dishes. I, I like, and here's the thing about those. You'll have dishes in your sink and rather than load the dishwasher or just do the dishes for things like pots and pans, you'll sit there and stare at them for longer than it would take you to actually do it. So I try to rip the bandaid as best I can, but man, I complain. If you heard my inner monologue, well, I guess it could be an outer monologue at times when I'm walking around my house by myself where I'm just complaining about tasks that I have to do that are just part of adulting. It's bullshit, friends. It's bullshit. And that's why I asked you, 
fair, better late than never listeners. What is the most annoying chore for you to do around the house and why? Like I said, I hate the fitted sheet. I don't like the process. I I need a button for this, I think. I'm going to do podcast confessions when I think of things that tie into the topic of the week. When I was... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) when I was about 22 (laughs) I lived uh, no I was still living at my dad's house so I was about 21 I was living at my old man's house and again as I just mentioned I hate putting sheets on my bed and I don't know why because sleeping on fresh sheets there is that is one of the best simplest pleasures in life but getting to that stage where you can lay down on fresh sheets that's the problem so for about so I'm gonna say about eight months When I was 21, I just slept on a bare mattress with a bare pillow that had no pillowcase on it. There was no sheet. There was nothing. I was just greasy, 21-year-old body right on the mattress, right on the pillow. So uh, if you ever sleep on the spare bed at my dad's house, because that's, you know, just know that I was greasy on there for close to a year, 21-year-old me. No sheets, no pillowcases. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right that's it for podcast confession so i want to know your answers what is the worst chore to do around the house spiced oil our friend spiced oil says laundry because the apartment has communal machines that uses a card that needs to be filled with cash from a not so close convenience store and when you walk across the building they might already be in use when i used to live in an apartment once upon a time i also hated hated the shared laundry for that exact reason. And then there's the other times where you have laundry in, be it the washing machine or the dryer or whatever, and then you walk in to retrieve your clothes and they've been taken out by a third party, a mystery party, a assailant of the ninja variety. Who did it? Who touched my clothes? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, Shannon says, washing floors. I would rather do any other household chore. Washing floors is bad to me. I've got a steam mop. So I do a little dancing, put a little music on. Everybody's having a good time when you got clean floors. Pro Pickle Juice Oiler Fan. That is a hell of a name. Dishes. I hate doing dishes. With or without a dishwasher, the thought of wiping dishes off when someone else's hand and mouth have been all over them disgusts me. Sinky. <laughs> uh. I want a dishwasher I can fill that empties itself automatically because emptying them is the worst. Emptying the dishwasher is not. Does anybody else do this? I, again, podcast confessions. Anybody else do this where you have a a clean dishwasher, everything's been cleaned, but your version of emptying it, again, maybe it's just me because I live by myself, is retrieving one plate and one fork and one whatever at a time as you need them, and that's how you unload it over the course of the week (laughs) or days or whatever. Just me? No? All right. Washing walls and dusting. Maybe it's uh, this comes in from dirt and diploma. Washing walls and dusting. Maybe it's because I don't do it regularly enough that it sucks so much, but I just despise it. Whereas Cameron adds in, never move anything around and you'll never know what needs to be dusted. I actually, um, this goes into the righteous sack beating that's coming up a little bit later, but I bought myself a new toy. And part of that was I had to dust off the area in which I put it. And it was gross. I'm just... I, I'm, I'm just I'm just being honest. Right now, I hate doing the dishes, says Stacy. The standoff is real. Again, that's what I'm talking about. We be staring dishes down, sometimes for days or hours, when it really only takes a few minutes or whatever it is to actually clean them up. 
William says, cleaning the baseboards. My back can't take that kind of labor for a sustained period. Amen, brother. My back's hurting sitting in this chair. Our boy Donkey Volley says, emptying the kitchen bin. I fear the drip noise of bin juice that immediately makes me want to burn the house down. There, So a while ago, this was one of the first episodes of the podcast. Somebody asked, like, what advice would you give to somebody who's just moving out into their own for the very first time? And one of the things that I said was, because this is what I did when I moved out of the house. I bought no-name cheap-ass bulk garbage bags. That is the worst idea ever. Buy expensive garbage bags so that you don't get the bin juice, as Donkey Volley says. Don't do it. Danger Suede says, having to do dishes after you cooked is a war crime. I agree with that. If you cooked, you shouldn't have to clean dishes. You shouldn't have to. So I agree with Danger Suede there. Let's help each other out up there. You cook me dinner, I'll do your dishes. Why not? I mean, I might stare at them for a few hours. I might have a cocktail. I might leave your house with the dishes undone and be like, oh, I forgot. I got to go. But it could happen. It could happen. Uh, Lynn says, picking up dog shit. Actually, you know what? As somebody who also has a dog, that is, Frank, out, 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 out. Hey, 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 get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. Frank is underneath my TV. Go, Frank, get out of there. Um, picking up dog shit I don't really mind I don't really mind because even when I'm walking down the block or whatever with the bag full of poo with the fresh deposit made uh, Frank made it doesn't bother me because I feel like I'm doing the right thing and in my own yard I am one of those people that if my dog shits I'm going out to get it right now because I used to go the other way where I'd be like, no, I'm going to do it now. No. And then I would just like do it at the end of the week or something. The the fact is, one, it get gross. Two, if you have poos trapped under the snow when it snows here and then it melts the following spring, you are having a soggy mess that will ruin your fucking life if you don't pick that shit up right away. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's all I got to (laughs) say. That's all I got to say. Williams, uh, I I tweeted before we started that I had to turn off my ancient air conditioner that I was just talking about to record the podcast so you don't hear the noise. William chimes in on Twitter and said, throw some ice cubes down your boxers. Briefs, commando. Could be dicey if you follow my advice. Could be dicey. Ice cubes down my undies? Well, I do have a ice maker that I just bought. It's one of my favorite possessions. I have all the fresh ice I need for my undies, you know? Anyway, if you want to chime in on the topic of this week, what chores you just hate? We're all adults out here. We all understand each other. Another one for me sometimes, I don't know if this is a, well, it's not a household chore, but like it's a weekly activity is going to the grocery store. We talked about this last week. What a, like what a hassle that is at times. I was talking about this with Wanye this past week, actually, where I might turn into a grocery delivery or a grocery curbside pickup guy. My friend Mark, again, I went to the baseball game with him last night. He hasn't gone into a grocery store and I'm going to say probably three years. My guy's always doing curbside. He loves it way better. Makes the order from home. Does it on his couch while he's watching TV. Boom. Picks it up. Done. I might turn into that guy. I might turn into that guy. But we'll see. Plenty of time to get there in my life. It's not that annoying after all. It's not that annoying. Although I do like to spend a lot of money at the grocery store. Why? Inflation! because I like snacks. It's time for the news. The news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. 
Check them out at Arcadia Yeg. That's the website, ArcadiaYeg.com. Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter. Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. And of course, this is your weekly reminder to buy some Whistling Pig. We have reached the slow part of the news season for the NHL. So, there's not a whole lot to talk about here in the news. However, still some stuff that got done this week. Yesterday was Tuesday, July 26th. The Edmonton Oilers and Yessa Puliyarvi agreed to terms on a one-year, $3 million contract. That is, I mean, for me, music to my ears. If you listen to this podcast or ON Radio or even real life for that matter, for any length of time you've heard my take on Pugliarvi, I think there's more there, baby. I think that there's upside that is unrealized. I look at the way he started last season where he had 23, I'm going off the dome here, 23 points in 28 games, something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. Looked really good and we're like, whoa, what is the ceiling on this kid all of a sudden starting off like a house on fire? Then he gets COVID, then he gets a little bit of injuries, doesn't look the same in the back half of the year. Some people want to trade him. I thought it was a for sure thing when it was going when uh, the local media started talking about oh maybe the Oilers want to move on maybe Yessa wants to move on maybe it's time for a break on both sides. Yesterday they got a contract done. It's only one year, so that's not ideal. But it came in less than the three point six million that we had speculated based on the hundred dollars per or a hundred thousand dollars per point in the league. But I'm excited. I hope this means that he's here for the year. I hope this isn't one of those situations where it's a sign and trade. I know I saw some speculation that maybe it's just, well, now it's going to be easier to flip him because team knows what they're getting for at least for the upcoming year. I hope not. I hope not. I hope that, yes, Pugliarvi is going to be with us for the season. I hope he has a productive season. And then at this time next year, in July of 2023, we are talking about a long-term extension for the kid, not another one-year deal, not does Jesse want out, not where would Jesse be better off, not arguments about his fucking underlying numbers or his inability to score, his ability to score, or whatever is the argument of the day with this kid. I'm happy it's done. I'm happy it's done. $3 million? I think that's a fair bet. I think that's a fair bet. But does he stick around? Like I said, that's the sign-in trade. Oilers don't have a whole lot of space right now. When Smith and Clefbaum go into the LTIR, According to Puckpedia.com, it looks like the Oilers have about 2.64. If I'm reading that right. Did I write that down right? I'm going to pull it up just to be sure. I don't trust my own writing. I don't trust my own writing. It happens sometimes where you write things down in a hurry. I'm prepping for this here podcast and I don't even know what I'm doing. You know? I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, while I'm looking for that though, Oilers ECHL affiliate has changed. They are now the... What is this? The Fort Wayne Comets, but Comet with a K. Comet with a K. The Fort Wayne Comets from the Wichita Thunder. So they moved. I'm still looking for their cap space, by the way. Uh, $2.67 million in cap space once Clefbaum and Smith go in the LTIR. They still have Yamamoto McLeod to a re-sign. $2.67 million is not going to be enough to get that little bit of business done for both of those guys at least i don't think if mcleod's gonna make a million bucks daniel nugent bowman's gonna be in around there give or take a 100 grand <clears throat> i don't know i uh i don't know what's gonna happen there because i don't think kayler yamamoto is gonna get a discount at all he, he's just not going to that's just the reality um so we'll see what happens there but that brings me back to yes, Puliarvi. Do they still have to clear cap space? I personally believe they do because I want to see some upgrades on defense. I want to see somebody else 
come in that can help defend and actually keep um, keep pucks out of the net. You know, two point six seven million bucks. That's not enough to do it. So what do you do? Do you trade Yessa? I hope not. My thought would be, why would you do that when you could probably, and I don't even necessarily want to trade him, but I think it's the better option is trade Warren Fogel. He makes $2.75 million versus Jesse's $3 million, produced 10 fewer points while playing all 82 games. Yes, it did not play a full season. He only played in the 60s. He only played in the 60s. Oh, I'll get you the exact title. Again, I can't read my own writing. But I think that if you're going to move something, it has to be Pugliarvi. Or uh, it has to be Warren Fogel. It just... Think about the lineup this way. If your top six is more or less set, which it kind of is, your third line winger, left winger, is probably going to be Dylan Holloway. If Dylan Holloway is your third line left winger, at least to start the season, that pushes Warren Fogel down to the fourth line. You can't have a $2.75 million guy on the fourth line. You just can't. We just did this experiment with Cassian. You can't have it. And that's not to say that I don't like Warren Fogel. I actually got a lot of time for Warren Fogel. I really do. I think that he can be a player that's going to contribute, but I don't know that uh, I don't know that's going to do it. I don't know that his 26 points in 82 games is worth the money when you just signed, yes, Pugliarvi, 36 points in only 65 games. So what do you do? I'd like to hear from you. Hit me up, Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Milk on Instagram. I just want to know what you would do here because I think that they still need to clear some cap space. I still think they need at least one shutdown defenseman. Can you flip Barry for that guy? Maybe. But how do you make the money work? That's the problem that we're working here. We've got a puzzle. We've got some pieces, but we're going to need to clear some shit out to get everything all together. Uh, another news yesterday, the Oilers announced that Mark Stewart has been brought on as an assistant coach. You may remember the name from his 673 games played between the Bruins, the Atlanta Thrashers, and the Winnipeg Jets. So with old what's-his-beans going to New York Islanders, I don't remember that guy's name, Wiseman, something like that, Mark Stewart brought in. And that fills out uh, Woody's coaching staff, and it also gives me an opportunity to play the Jay Woodcroft song. Who doesn't love it? Top of the first inning, uh, Toronto and St. Louis are tied. There is one out, Kevin Gosman on the mound. Talked about that a little bit today on BLT Bets, if you are a better. One thing that I wanted to talk about, since there's not a whole lot of news, might as well talk about what happened with the Flams this past week. Massive deal. Last week, we were talking about what's going to happen with Kachuk. Gaudreau's already left. Calgary is imploding. Then what do they do? They trade Matthew Kachuk to Florida for Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, a prospect, and a first-round pick in 2025 that is lottery protected. When I saw the trade on Friday night, my mind was just like, how did Florida think this was a good idea? How did Calgary get such a haul for this guy? And you can tell me all you want that they're UFAs at the end of the season, so they could just walk, and then it's Kachuk for a prospect number first, and that'd be terrible. Sure. But cross that bridge when they get there. What I know is going into October, the Flames just 
got a really nice haul. They got a 100-point player back. They've got a top-pairing defenseman back. They got a prospect that may or may not work, and they got a magic bullet for a couple years down the line. What kind of haul is that? What is Zito doing in Florida? Because he got fleeced, man. And if anybody is going to get fleeced, if anybody is going to get fleeced, I would rather it be the Flames that get fleeced. They're not supposed to be the fleecers. They're supposed to be the fleecees. That wasn't what happened. Battle of Alberta is going to look different this year. Jonathan Huberto, I think he's probably closer to a Gaudreau replacement than a Kachuk replacement. But it's going to be interesting. I think Calgary's going to win a lot of 2-1 games this year because their defense is going to be one of the better ones in the league. You know, losing good Branson and then upgrading him with Uyghur, what a trade-off that is on the back end. You know, so I think they're going to be a good defensive team. I don't know where they're going to get their goals from. I don't know that Mangiapane is going to score 35 or whatever he got again last year. I don't know if Lindholm will be a 40-goal guy without Gaudreau and Kachuk on his line. We'll find out. But for the Calgary Flames, from a Flames perspective, it annoys me when they do things right. And on Friday night, when they made that trade, they did something right. And that sucks. That sucks. You can't tell me that you can't make blockbuster deals in this in this, in this this league. Because those two GMs just did it, and I don't know how Brad Tree Living pulled it off, to be honest. Unless he went up to his dad. Uh, is it Jim Tree Living? Pretty sure. I'm going to Google it. I think it's Jim Tree Living. Yeah, Jim Tree Living, founder of Boston Pizza. And he's like, Dad, I need you to kick in a lifetime supply of Bandera pizza bread for this uh, trade to go through. And he's like, boy, I got you. I love you, son. I'll kick in all the Bandera pizza bread you need to make this deal happen. Even some of those monster cookies from back in the 90s. Do they still have those? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I don't like to see the Flames doing things right. That annoys me. Bothers me. I dislike it. You should dislike it too. Another thing that came up today that had Oilers fans up in arms a little bit. Over at The Athletic, Dom LeCision had been ranking NHL contracts best and worst. (laughs) It's off-season, man. It's late July. What else are you going to do? Nurse, Darnell Nurse's contract that pays him $9.25 million that kicks off this year was the fifth worst contract, according to LeCision. And I don't know if that's fair. I think it's an overpay. I really do. But given Darnell Nurse's importance to the Edmonton Oilers, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, not sign him after a heater of a season in the All-Canadian division. That's probably the first step. But what were you really going to do, you know? Had to get it done. Darnell Nurse last year for the Oilers averaged 25 minutes and three seconds. He had a 53.4 Corsi 4 percentage. His zone starts were roughly about even at 50.9%. But obviously, this is a player that's important for the Oilers. Very, very important for the Oilers. He is someone who's going to play the most minutes. He's someone that is going to play the toughest minutes. And... We're going to see how it goes. Do I like the contract? No, I don't. But the way I'm I'm justifying it in my brain is I'm averaging them. I'm going to take Nurse, and I'm going to take Kulak, and I'm going to divide them by two. Add them up, divide them by two. Everybody's making six million bucks. At least in my head, that is a wild overpay on Kulak. But about fair for Nurse. <laughs> uh, nurse, of course, if you remember... First real big season was in 2018-19 as a 23-year-old where he scored 41 points in 82 games. The next season he had 33 points in 71 in the lockout or in the COVID shortened all Canadian season. That's where he got that's where he got 
the bag secured 36 points in 56 games after scoring 16 goals last year, 35 points in 71 games. So where's he going to land? Probably around a 35 to 40 point guy. He paid too much, but right now he's the Oilers' best defenseman. Not close. What are you going to do? Do I agree with Dom's decision that he is a top five worst contract in the NHL? I don't think so. I don't think that's fair, but at the same point, we're going to see what happens this first year of the deal. You know guys put a lot of pressure on themselves after a deal like this, so I hope Darnell Nurse doesn't do it, but we're going to see. And that's it for the news. The news brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out, ArcadiaYeg.com. That's the website, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. Have you bought Whistling Pig yet? Did you do it? While the news was on, did you run in and buy a sixer? I think it comes in a four-pack, actually. It's the big cans. I don't remember now. It's been a while since I've had it. It's been a while since I've had it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. What do you need to do is leave a nice little review. Like and subscribe. Next you want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Righteous sack beating time for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. They are, Trilogy that is, an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Kindersley uh, Trilogy also provides seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac Labiche, and others as customers require oil field equipment rentals? Question mark? Yes. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. I'm so fucking sweaty right now. I'm looking at my air conditioner. All I want to do is turn it back on, but I can't. So I'm going to finish this out, and I'm going to grind out the rest of this podcast because I'm a team player, and I'm doing it for you. Got it? Got it? Excellent. So the righteous sack beating today involves guarantees. 
Because sometimes you can't do shit about them. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I bought myself a little toy this week. I never do, I never really buy myself stuff, if that makes sense. So this week I bought myself a TV. I had a 42-inch TV in my living room. That was my main TV that I watched the playoffs on. That was my main TV that I've watched, you know, the last eight years of television on. It was a fine TV. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, But I just felt like I wanted an upgrade. So I upgraded to a 55-inch a little bit. I ordered it online because I found a cheaper price than in store. Good. Well, this came with a guaranteed delivery. So I ordered it on Saturday right? So Saturday of this past week, guaranteed end of day Sunday, I was going to get it. I was like, wow, Sunday delivery? Hot dang, that's pretty sweet. I'll take it. I'm pretty excited to watch, I don't know, anything. Big Brother, the Sunday episode of Big Brother is a two-hour spectacular. I was excited to watch on my brand new TV. Sunday comes and goes. Monday comes and goes. I reach out to the company and I say, hey, What happened to guaranteed by end of day Sunday? It is now Monday and I have no new TV to look at. What I do have is a dent on my credit card that is unfilled by TVs. And they said, well, we had an inventory error. And I was like, okay, well, I don't see how that's my problem. Well, we we, we have to correct it. So it's going to be in by the end of day Tuesday. And I was like, well, you told me Sunday. So what are you going to do about it? So after a back and forth with the customer service rep, who actually was quite abrasive with me, bold strategy. I used to work a phone line for in customer service. The last thing you can be doing is telling off customers. I remember because I actually heard myself on a call that was being recorded for review. I heard myself on a call being short with a customer and they're just, what are you doing, man? Well, that's what the experience I had this time. But the point here is, what is the point of a guarantee if you just go, whoopsie-doo, we had an inventory error, so sucks to be you, bag milk. I know you paid for this TV and you're supposed to have it, but get fucked, dummy. That's basically what it felt like. So I guess the righteous sack beating for me today is that we're getting to a point with some of these big companies where their guarantees don't mean anything. They're not even worth the space on the website that they're printed on, that they're displayed on. Because if you can say guaranteed delivery by the next day and they just doesn't follow through with it, and I look at my account today and they've issued me a $5 credit, which this is admittedly, this is a first world problem. So I know that I'm sounding like an entitled asshole right now, but what is the point of saying it to your customers that something is going to be there for you at a certain time promised, guaranteed, if it's just not going to happen. And then when I ask about it, the answer is just, sorry, get fucked. And there wasn't even a sorry. It was just like, we had an inventory issue. You have to wait. Well, the definition of guarantee is a formal promise or assurance, typically in writing, that certain conditions will be fulfilled, especially that a product will be repaired or replaced if not on a specified quality and durability. A formal pledge to pay another person's debt or to perform another person's obligation in the case of default. We're talking about guarantees, man. A formal promise or assurance. I had it, but did I get it? No. No, I didn't get it. I got a $5 credit for a 72-hour delay in getting my TV. At the end of the day, is it the biggest problem that I'll ever endure in my life? No, not even close. But is it annoying? Yeah. Did I need something to complain about on the podcast today for the Righteous Act beating for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. 
So there you go. If you are a giant mega company and you think you can just shit on your customers, well, I'll complain about it on my podcast that is growing nicely in the Edmonton area. (laughs) But most exciting though, again, for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals and the Righteous Sack Beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. We have got a guest RSB. We have got a guest Righteous Sack Beating from a listener left me a message, and I cannot wait to play it. I want you guys to join in on this segment. So if there's something annoying you, there's something bothering you that's better than you not getting your TV on time because you're a whiny baby like I am, I want to hear about it. So let's check this one out. The first, is it the first? Might be the second. I'm playing it at the right time, though. That's what's important. So our friend at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, we have a listener submitted, Righteous Sack Beating. All right, so I'm going to preface this by saying this is nothing personal um, for this. <laughs> I like where this is going already. It's like it's like when you you're going to insult somebody, but then you 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 preface it with with all due respect, you're a real asshole. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Righteous sack beating, and and more often than not, I probably agree with his takes. But with that being said, my righteous sack beating goes to Jay trying to constantly trade away dad uh i think (laughs) it's true jay has been trying to trade evan bouchard for years since he was still playing a junior with the london knights jay said first of all he didn't have the fire now he can't defend i don't remember what he said on the on real life the other day but he is not a bouchard guy and i don't get it is it the is it the goofy look on bouchard's face that's all i can think about sometimes he just he's just he's in dad mode man He's in dad mode. He's got shit to pay attention to, and it is not you. So, <laughs> on to the RSB. That would be a terrible mistake. I think it's a terrible take. You know, young right shot D with a cannon. Like, we would instantly be trying to find a way to replace him. You know, like, it, it just doesn't make sense to trade him. You know, obviously, yeah, I agree that we need to improve defensively on the back end. Sure, but I think that's where Tyson Berry trade could come in. He still has value, and we have a younger, better version of that in Dad. So I just, I, it just kind of drives me nuts every time I hear Jay say, we need to trade Evan Bouchard. He doesn't have the fire or whatever else, <laughs> you know, whatever slander he has against Dad. Dad, ground Jay for that terrible take. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. I agree. Jay needs to be stopped. Jay needs to be stopped, and he needs to stop now. Evan Bouchard is part of the solution. So hit up Jay, the Squire Yeg, on socials, and you tell him. Dad is part of the solution. I think it would be fun, actually, if I go on Jay's Instagram and I see some of his most recent photos and the comments just say, Dad is part of the solution. Dad is part of the solution. Dad is part of the solution. If we can just layer him up with a bunch of those, I'd be super pumped. Super pumped, just like our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are pumped that you submitted a righteous sack beating to join along in the complaining with me. Yours was better than mine, in fact. I wish I had a name on this. There's no name here. So, you, gentleman caller, I appreciate you. Just like our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals do. Check them out at trilogyrentals.ca. 
You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Packed Milk, a purveyor of most excellent podcasts. Was that it? I like the new Donkey Volley bumpers. I really, really do. Time for the voicemail. The voicemail is brought to you by my friends at Rig Hand Distillery. Check them out at righanddistillery.com. That's where you find the tour and tasting coupon. I've been talking about it for weeks. Why haven't you gone yet? Why? Check them out on the website. Look at their wares. Buy a bottle of Brum. Buy a bottle of Double Double. It's delicious. Follow them on socials. Righanddistillery.com. One of my favorite segments every time we do a podcast, the voicemail where you get a chance to leave your takes on the podcast and just kind of let me know what's going on. First message. Let's hit it. This is better late than never with bad milk. Let's be honest. We've all been the soup, man. <laughs> I swear, I thought that I had all of the doggy volley bumpers off, but I, I guess I did not. Good people with the shopping trolley across the place <laughs> on the phone to their fat children. You all <laughs> want them to die in a house fire, but we can rise above this. We can that was very uh uh that was very erotic towards the end there very sultry indeed boys mail number two odd my name's ewan i'm 13 and i love whoa 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 what did you just say 13 odd my name's ewan i'm 13 and I love watching Oilers Nation podcasts and all nation podcasts. I want to do it when I'm older. I want to do all of your guys' jobs. Um, I've got a couple questions. Sure. What do you think is the best Oilers move that any GM's ever made for the Oilers? And- uh, so I'll stop. You, I'll stop you there because I imagine then the second question is coming. Uh, best move ever. Hmm. You know what? And I hate to say it because of how it turned out, but the. And you're only 13, so, I mean, you don't even know this. Go back, Google it. When the Oilers traded for Chris Pronger, that trade was ridiculously good for this team. He was one of the best defensemen in the league. We were all hyped on it. We were all pumped on it. So the Oilers traded Eric Brewer, Doug Lynch, and Jeff Woywitka on August 2nd, 2005 for Chris Pronger. And that trade was absolute magic. It absolute magic. It bums me out how things ended, obviously. But man, the one to bring him in, that was a fucking hell of a move. Hell of a move. Uh, earmuffs, I apologize for, for swearing. Question number two. And what is the worst jersey that has ever been released or worn as an oiler? Worst Oilers jerseys. Hmm. So a lot of people, I think, are going to default to the Todd McFarland, the um, the gear one. I think that's coming back as an extra this year, isn't it? But I think a lot of people will default to that one. I actually liked that jersey at the time. I still like it now. So my worst ones. I didn't like the I didn't like the oranges they've worn the last couple of years. I'm just going to say it. The 2017, that playoff run, the 2016-17, that season where they went to the playoffs, that orange jersey was okay with the big numbers on the shoulders. That's I have a Nuge one in that one. I actually liked that one. But these last orange ones, I have one of those too. I have a Nuge and Hopkins of that as well. It's just not my favorite. 
though I, I just don't think they're great. Um, but the absolute worst, the absolute worst. I'm going to try and find what era these were. Oilers jersey history. Remember the pajama ones that had the weird piping around it? Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. We are looking at about 19 or 2007-2008. 2007-2008. Those were just dreadful jerseys. They had that weird piping on the front of them. It was copper on the on the the dark jerseys and it was blue, I guess, on the white jerseys. They're just dreadful, horrible jerseys. But I want to say thanks for the questions, man. I would love down the line when you've progressed in your career, keep listening to the podcast, keep developing your takes, keep asking questions on the podcast. I'd love down the line to give you a job where you come to me as, you know, 18, 19 year old version of you and you say, bag milk, I've been working on things like you told me I should do on that podcast that one time. I've been honing my craft. I've been sharpening or I've been uh, polishing off the rough edges. I'm ready to go. Then you send me a piece of content that blows my mind out the back of my skull and I go, God dang, where'd you come from? He's like, buddy, I've been emailing you for years. It's time to collect. It's time to come in here and shake this company up and I'm going to say, whoa, I appreciate your confidence. I appreciate appreciate your hustle. Then that's how you get the job of the nation. Grind, 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 grind. Everybody that works at the nation, essentially, that's how they got their gig there. So... If down the line you want to do what I do, one, make sure your dog is adorable. Make sure that he knows how to pick winners. That's one. That's the most important thing. Two, come up with a better pseudonym than bag milk if you're going to go to a pseudonym. This one is terrible. I came up with this when I was 19 years old. 20 years later almost. People are still calling this to my face and it's weird me out. Can't change it now. Can't change it now. Three, most importantly, Get your at-bats in. You want to be a podcaster? Start recording some podcasts. You and your buddies. You don't even have to release them. Just go through the act. Go through the act of talking. Before I started Better Late Than Never, well, I guess I had it in mind. I had an idea of what I wanted it to look like in mind, but I didn't know what the show was going to be. I did two, three test episodes where I just sat and talked for 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes to make sure I could do it. I'm just me. It's just me. I'm here by myself. Frank, Frank doesn't contribute anything. He's sleeping on the couch right now. He's just waiting for the air conditioner to turn on. He's sleeping right in front of it. He's like, why is this thing not blowing cold air anymore? You know, it's all about hard work. Thanks for leaving a message. Please keep leaving them. I'm going to keep playing them. Hey, Bag Milk, Presto again. Love the podcast. Your part about grandma reaching into the cart was hilarious. Don't know what I would have done about that. And I totally get the standing in line when people have been waiting forever and they don't even know what they're going to order. But... Uh, Presto, going back to last week's podcast where I was talking about, I saw a story where a grandma took something out of somebody's cart and her excuse was there was none left on the shelf. And just like, what do you do in that situation? You'd be like, get, give that back, you fucking asshole. I don't know. I don't know what you do there. I don't know what you do in that situation. I don't know. Back to Presto. I think you might have jinxed it with all of your uh, Ode to a Flames fan with that trade. What a fucking trade. Holland has never, will never, ever win a trade like that. I agree. I just said it just two, three minutes ago. Tree Living absolutely fleeced Bill Zito on that trade. Just completely lopsided. And I don't give two thunderous fucks that both those guys, Huberto and Uyghur, are both UFAs at the end of the year. Don't care. That is a whale of a trade and the Calgary Flames won it hands down. 
No questions asked. Like you can't, I don't understand how anybody can come up with a point otherwise, unless you drastically overvalue Matthew Kachuk, which apparently Bill Zito does. I I don't understand it at all from a, a Panthers perspective. Hell of a player. Don't get me wrong. Kachuk is going to help them. He is in the prime of his career and they got him locked up long-term. That is a great, a great part of that. I just don't think it would have taken that much to get him. I guess, I don't know. Maybe there's another Matthew Kachuk that I just don't know about. Not the one that I've watched for the last six years. I got to say, I know you're probably sick of hearing it, but because of the Oilers' lack of urgency on defense, you got to think the Flames are going to be harder to play against with Uyghur back there. That is one hell of a defense, not to mention they can probably flip one of their other defensemen for something else that they need. They got another 115-point guy. They got a first-round pick for one guy. It's pretty scary. I want to ask you a question. Do you think the Flames are going to be harder to play against next year with Uyghur on the defense? I'm not sure if either one of them are going to sign, especially Huberdeau. Sounds like he wants to play in Montreal, but what a package they're going to get for him when they flip him at the deadline. That was an absolutely out-of-the-park home run. It's a bit scary, again, that this team, the Oilers, seem to want to build from the forwards back and not the defense out. I would like, like I said, what do, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think the Flames will be as good, better, or not as good after the trade? Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Have a great day. Just kind of repeating myself a little bit because I talked about it uh, in the news, but I think the Flames are going to be their defense will be really good, rock solid. Uh, the, I I completely agree. I don't know how they got both Huberto and Weaker in that trade. I don't get it. You can talk about them both being pending UFA's all you want. Reside one or both of those guys, that trade is a win. So, yeah, defensively, they're going to be rock solid. Good Branson out, Uyghur in. That's an upgrade all day. As for how they score the goals, that's what I don't know. I Huberto's a hell of a player. He's a 115-point player. Lindholm is going to be beside him a hell of a player. But who's on the other side? Is it Mangiapane? Is he ready for first-line minutes? I, I don't know that they're going to score as many goals as they did last year, but they're probably not going to allow as many as they did either. So, I agree. Oilers need help on defense. I will keep pounding that drum because 100% they need it. They they just, they need different flavors of defensemen back there. Like, you've got Evan Bouchard. Nothing against Tyson Berry, but you flip him for a guy who would actually defend, actually maybe throw the body around, fuck people up a little bit. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hello, this is Donkey. Um, maybe this <laughs> might be a new fuck? thing. Um, which former oiler would you have back? Wait a minute. Are you asking, actually asking a question, Donkey Volley? Hang on. I'm back up here. Hello, this is Donkey. Um, maybe this might be a new thing. Um, which former oiler would you have back? I've been thinking about this. One of my favorite ex-oilers was in the 2006. We got him a rental from Boston. Sergei Samsonov. Absolute wizard. Didn't, didn't put so many points up. But oh, my God. When he went over that blue line, he, he was great. Just that's when I grew up watching and loving the Oilers. Loved Sergei Samsonov. Yeah, I actually I love that you've got a soft G on Sergei Samsonov. Sergei, I'll take that. Sergei Samsonov, he was a hell of a player. I loved him. Ironic, fun fact. Did you know it? You might have known it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The pick that the Bruins or that the Oilers sent to the Bruins for Sergei Samsonov turned into Milan Lucic. Did you know that? Did you know that? Did you? Did you? So you've come to the master for guidance. 
Uh, which former oiler would I bring back? There's a bunch. If we're talking, if we're going back to guys in their prime from years ago, um, Hamsky, I loved. Um, he got traded probably a little bit too late. Taylor Hall, I loved him, although he's kind of winding down now. Uh, Jeff Petrie, I liked him a lot. Um, I mean, it, you could do this all day with the Oilers. They've traded so many good players over the years that it just... Lubomir Vishnovsky, remember him? Hell of a puck-moving defenseman. I don't think he wanted to be here, but he got flipped for into, what, Ryan Whitney or something? Some shit like that. Either way, there's just... There's so many guys just off the top of my head that I would love to have back. Love to. Pronger. I just talked about him. How about him? There's my answer. Hey, Big Milk. So in regards to your last week's episode about um, annoyances in the grocery store, I have one that's not related to the grocery store. I just think it's very, very relevant. Now we're talking. I'm always ready for callbacks to last week's episodes or previous episodes. If you want to leave me a voicemail and chime in on the topic of the week from last week, let's do it. This one's from Nick. I want to know what annoys you, my friend. It's when there's some type of road construction and a two-lane road becomes a one-lane road. And they have it clearly marked that there is construction <laughs> and there... I already know where this is going and I can feel myself getting pissed off about it too. It just happened to me today on... If this is where I think it's going, it just happened to me today on 104th Ave coming west to come home from the office. There's going to be a bottleneck, more or less. Like you're driving into Edmonton and they have signs in like goddamn Red Deer saying, Hey, get over. And they give you plenty of warning. <laughs> and there's always that one asshole who until the very last second yeah, drives right end. up to where the two lane becomes a one lane. Yeah. And st- sits there with his signal light on. And it's like, hey, let me in. Hey, let me in. Yeah. And it's like, dude, they gave you clear warning. And it's always like some rich asshole on his phone who thinks he's better than everyone else. They're like, oh, I don't need to follow the rules. I'm just going to cut in front of everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like most people. I get over when I can, when it's safe to do so. Giving myself plenty of room because I don't want to be that guy. And what honestly might be the bigger annoyance is that I always seem to let that guy through. Every time I see that, I'm like, what an asshole. I'm not letting that guy in. And then I always seem to let the guy in. I don't know if that's just me or not. Anyways, thanks, Big Milk. Go Oilers. Nick, I couldn't agree with you more. Like I said, this is exactly what I thought you were going with, this comment. And it just happened to me on 104th Ave coming west. If you've been downtown... Downtown Edmonton right now is just a mess of construction. So it was exactly like you say, they eliminated a lane and you had to merge left. And what are people doing? They're driving right up to the barriers, putting their signal light on. Let me in. I didn't know that this lane was ending. Despite the signs for the last two, three, four, five hundred meters. It's so fucking annoying. I actually wish. I actually wish that if somebody does that, it was legally, you were legally allowed to not let them in to the point of ramming their car lightly, like bumper cars ramming them. I don't want anybody getting hurt. But stop that. You're an inconsiderate asshole. I agree, Nick, 100%, 2,000%. Hey, Big Milk, Red Man here. First time, long time. Go on, Red Man. Uh, most annoying chore around the house. Definitely yeah. doing dishes. A lot of us don't like doing dishes. A lot of us don't like doing dishes. I wonder if Redman's going to be like me. I bet he is. I can hear it in his voice. He's looking at those dishes in the sink. He's like, fuck these dishes. Comes back six hours later. He's like, fuck. Maybe on the next day. Damn it. We'll see. Redman? Can't stand them. I'll cook. I'll cook all day. I love cooking. Hell of a good chef, but... Doing the dishes at the end of the day is just a pain. 
So my question to you, mm-hmm. are you a cast Iron Man or not? Because I personally love the cast. It's about as solid as our new goalie tandem. <laughs> anyway, have a good one. You know what? Keep killing them stir fries. I know you do it well. I do do it well. Do I talk about doing stir fries here? Have I talked about that? I fucking love making stir fries. I love it. Get me some fresh noodles. Just make some noodles up, some fresh veg. Put a little cup, make, maybe whip up my own sauce. Uh, but cast iron, no, I don't have the discipline. I don't have the discipline of the oiling and the salting and the, you know. I just feel like I hate doing dishes so much. I, the, I'm foreseeing this scenario playing out in my head where I hate doing dishes so much that I have a cast iron pan and I just made myself a delicious stir fry or something. And I'm like, oh, I got to oil it or salt it or whatever the fuck you got to do with those pans. So I'm just like, nope. And I just throw it in the dishwasher, not thinking. And then I pull it out and it's all rusty. And then I need to bring it somewhere for like a smarter person to refinish it or however it works. Point of the story, No. I am not a cast iron guy because I just, I'm not, I'm not an adult enough. I'm not grown up enough. I'm not ready for it. I can't handle it. That's just another confession. Podcast confessions. That's just another one for you. I'm just, I can't handle it. I'm, I'm too much of a man boy. Too much of a man boy. Next voicemail coming from Jason. Hey, Big Milk, it's Jason from uh, Calgary. I'm phoning in to answer the question of the week. Um, So the chore that I find the most annoying is cleaning baseboards, because in my house, I have a one-inch thick uh, baseboard around the entire house. And they're really annoying because to clean, because uh, they uh, collect a lot of dust on there. And, uh, of course, that's where the cat hair goes, too. So uh, thanks. I'll hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Bye. You've uh, made me feel self-conscious. How often are we supposed to clean our baseboards? Just asking for a friend. I I mean, I do it, but it sounds to me like podcast confessions that I'm not doing it enough. I, that voicemail has me right now looking around my baseboards and uh, not feeling so good about myself. All right, well, I guess I've got a job to do when this is over. Last voicemail for the week. Most annoying chore. Okay, this one's more uh, easier for me to answer. Oh, my boy was. As you said, calling me out last podcast, saying how I live at home, I do a fair share of chores. However, I don't have one that really annoys me. I enjoy helping around the house. You're a good boy, aren't you, Waz? I don't have a chore that annoys me. I enjoy helping out around the house. Waz, you're good people. I like you, Waz. I'm looking forward to where the rest of this voicemail goes. So, I'll go with my favorite instead, if that works, please. (laughs) All right, I didn't expect it to pivot that way. My favorite chore from Waz. One second. I'm going to give a little bit of something here. Welcome to the good life. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) The good life for Waz, apparently. Um, I like uh, plowing the snow. You know, cleaning up the shoveling snow. It's I think it's a good workout, especially in the morning. It's a good way to start your day. I don't mind shoveling snow. I know a lot of people don't like shoveling snow. I, I don't mind it. Although to be fair, I don't have a whole lot of snow I have to shovel. I got a little bit of sidewalk, a little bit of other space that I clear out for Frank to do his thing. But um, I don't mind it either. I agree. Nice little workout. Uh, same with kind of uh, cutting the grass. 
I, I'm with you on cutting the grass, Waz. I actually quite enjoy cutting the grass. I live in a townhouse, so I don't have to cut my own grass. But my old man, he's got a lot of grass to cut. He's got a couple of different properties. And first of all, ride a more. I'll ride with his. If you let me ride a ride a more, I will cut grass all day. All day. I love it. I'll put some tunes in, just cruise around. I'll make that shit look good. I'll do a good job. Even a push mower. I don't mind that. Go to my sister's cabin uh, near Alberta Beach. I cut the grass there. She's got a big lot. Sometimes you got to cut the grass. I don't mind it at all. Again, you feel like you accomplished something when you cut the grass. Back to Waz. You know, I also enjoy vacuuming. I like uh, keeping the house clean in my I don't mind vacuuming. It's not my favorite. I have no qualms with vacuuming, though. I got no beefs with you, vacuum. Frank does, though. Hates the vacuum. Room clean. I don't like having a mess. And even laundry from time to time can be a little bit enjoyable. You know, I like the smell of laundry detergent. Uh, I know I'm a little strange. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. No, I don't have anything that really annoys me around the house. So I think it's a good sign. Was you're good people. I, I, I also enjoy the smell of fresh laundry. I do not enjoy doing laundry. Although, to be fair, it's not really me doing the laundry, is it? It's the washing machine doing the laundry. It's not like I've got a washboard out and I'm fucking scrubbing shit in a, you know, like a big barrel or something, you know? However, counterpoint, I hate putting my laundry away. That I'm one of those people, if we're talking about most hated chores, putting laundry away, do not like it. I will have clean clothes in my dryer for a week at a time and I'll pull out socks and I'll pull out a t-shirt and I'll bring them into the, into the bathroom and I'll steam it when I'm having a shower so the wrinkles go. I hate putting that shit away. Hate it. Hate it. I know it has to get done, but I want to do it, you know? There you have it. The voicemail for our friends at Rick Hand Distilleries. Check them out. RickHandDistillery.com. That's where you need to go. Check out their wares. Tour and tasting coupon is available there as well. Why haven't you gone yet? It's driving me crazy. It's a good time. Enjoy your summer. Go do fun things like the tour and tasting. Available at Rick Hand Distillers. And there you have it. Another podcast in the books. I want to thank all of you for joining in with me on another episode of Better Late Than Ever. I love this podcast. It's a lot of fun. And it's all because of things like the voicemail and you guys chiming in with your feedback. Please keep it coming. Please leave some reviews. Nothing. No new reviews. Please subscribe, though. Please tell your friends. Numbers are doing really well in the pod. I'm super excited about it. So I want to, uh, and in closing, World Juniors coming up in a couple of weeks at Rogers Place here in Edmonton. If you want tickets, check them out through the IIHF website. You can get everything you need there to check out the next stars of the National Hockey League, the World Juniors, happening in August. That doesn't happen. Never happens. It's going to be a unique experience. Go to the rink in shorts. That's mighty nice instead of freezing like you normally would in January. Get tickets now. And I also want to just send off by saying thank you to the audio department, stepping in as the title sponsor, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, Arcadia Brewing, and Rig Hand Distilleries. That is the podcast for the week. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you as always. I'm going to turn my air conditioner back on right now.
even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.